Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away, though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. One can say it. Really doesn't matter. Alright. Do you want me to do it or do you guys want to do it? No. Lemon and honey. (laughs) (laughs) Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Welcome to another, well, welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. Not that you guys haven't been listening to us. It's just that we haven't exactly been here. No. I'm here with the regs. I'm with Betty. Hello. And G. Hi, how are you? Yeah, you know, it's good to be back. What's this? Two months? Back in hunt. No, no, I kind of forgot that we were on a podcast for a bit. I didn't. Same. I know you didn't because you actually had shit to do, <laughs> but the rest of us forgot. Although I was not on time yeah. once, I think. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, oh, I should probably catch up on the episodes because I fully forgot. Like, I didn't even remember what books we did. And yesterday I started listening to Pucking Around. I think that's what it is that it? And the whole beginning, the first two minutes, is just you guys talking about how you can't change light bulbs in your house. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Quality. Oh, and then two minutes in, it goes, welcome to another episode of Girls Report. And I was like, well, yeah, it, it happens. Uh, I probably left it in if it's funny. Sometimes I leave in things if I think they're funny. Yeah, it was kind of, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it's probably why I left it in. Sometimes things look like it look like I don't do my job, but I intentionally put them in there because they're ridiculous. Yeah, because we are. We are a bit ridiculous. It's like that one time that you went to the toilet and you kept that whole interaction between G and I in there. you guys were being mean. (laughs) (laughs) We were being mean. I was singing. You were, but then you were also making fun of me for going to the toilet and the whole thing made me laugh. (laughs) <laughs> then you're like I can hear you and I'm yeah. like well obviously you're wearing headphones in the toilet I'm not going to take them off how was, was your <laughs> break good yeah I don't know our lives didn't change like you say this like we also went to Europe for three months but we no, didn't like we had a holiday I did a wee tiki tour around the south island I went on... oh yeah you had I a had mini, mini holiday, holiday. Like, and nine days nine day road trip just around the south island of new zealand mm-hmm. highly recommend yeah, yeah. it but i mean like i wasn't jet- it's unreal it is unreal i wasn't jet set it's though. unreal well i was yes and this trip taught me a lot about myself for example <laughs> there is such thing as oh good god weird hangovers after 30 yeah. It fucking just, it's Weeping. like overnight. Once you go from 29 to 30, it's just, it's a slap in the face. And I was like, I can keep up with my 22 year old cousins three days in a row, staying up till 4am drinking. No, 
no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't even talk about what happened to my body afterwards. It was honestly like I was being shot a million times. I get bad hangovers now. It was now. violent and it was uncomfortable. And this was like organic shit. They don't sell you the crappy shit there that they do here. This is like true, true alcohol. Still couldn't handle it. Rough. I walked over a bridge singing Nina fucking Simone. I don't know who that is, but good. Sounds like a night. Oh my god. You you guys are so cultured in some ways and in other ways you're just like a hot mess. I don't know who Nina Simone is. I don't know what you want me to do about that. She sings soul. Go on, give us a rendition. No. Okay, well. (laughs) No. (laughs) I could have four weeks ago, five weeks ago, but today, no bueno. Because you got laryngitis. Yeah, I feel like I need evidence. I need evidence. Oh yes, definitely somebody was filming. Like, I know it's out there. (laughs) Put it on the gram. Like one of my cousins or friends. But it was a good time. It was just hot as fuck. That was, they say it's the hottest European summer for a reason. It was wild. Naples and Rome was just out of control. P.S. I don't recommend Naples. Just as an FYI, (laughs) it's a shithole. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it was a good time. Portugal is bloody unreal. Definitely better than Italy. And I feel like that's such a controversial thing to say, but it's cheaper. The food is better in the way that it's just different. Like it's heaps of really fresh seafood and like you can get that in Italy. Don't get me wrong. But now I don't know if you guys feel the same, but in Australia, there's such a wide variety of food and the quality is so much higher now that like when you have a pizza, you can have the best pizza. Like, you can get, like, a sourdough base. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's probably a little bit different yeah. for us. Maybe. Because here, yeah. like, we make pasta at home. And I buy Italian flour. Yeah. So the pasta was, yeah. like, it's, it's good. Like, it was amazing because somebody else was making it. It was all fresh. Like, if you go to a restaurant here, it's not all going to be handmade. Whereas there, it was all handmade. So that's the difference. But, like, the only thing that was different was pizza in Naples. Good. I'm not surprised that Portugal is better than Italy, honestly. You're not? No, because I think Italy is not become famous for being, like, the best country. It's just really easily accessible and good for tourists. Maybe. I think the thing about Italy, it's, like, in one of those... Because you know how, like, it doesn't make sense to me that Latvia and Lithuania or Estonia or even, um, like, Bosnia or all of those countries like Hungary, whatever, are not on the list of, like, the must-see countries, even Poland, must-see countries in Europe. Like, it's France, England, mm. Italy, Spain, Germany. and Greece, and Croatia. Yeah, it's all, like, the Eastern European countries, they all get sort of fucked off. But they're so much prettier. It's accessible. It's purely accessible. It's like it's accessibility. It's how how likely are you to interact with somebody that like knows tourists and speaks English and will like perform for you in that environment? And like Italy, Paris, Germany, like those kind of countries, like they're so accustomed to like English speaking tourists that it's so much more accessible to go to those countries because you're not gonna feel overwhelmed or like confused. Like you're gonna, there's gonna be enough there for it's you. Such a white person problem. 
Like, yeah, I just think that yeah, that's just exactly. the biggest bullshit. Like, I listen to, and I understand what you're saying, but, like, if people genuinely believe that, then they're demented. Because when you go to Poland, it's a requirement that everyone at school has to learn how to speak English and Russian and, like, one other language. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's normal. Everyone speaks English everywhere in Eastern Europe yeah. now. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, I can agree with what you're saying. But now, it's not that I'm, I see why people think that way, 100%. But just like, it's so expensive. That's the other thing. I didn't, I enjoyed it. I really did. But it was just so expensive. I was like, I can spend this money in Australia. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah, imagine if you would like, imagine what you could get at home. We spent been, or like a other lot places you could have gone. We spent a lot like of money. If you, like if you went to like, yeah, if you went to like Southeast Asia or something, imagine how far that money would have gone. I know, there. and like for example, Josh bought a Rolex while we were overseas. Man. Mad, but like we did end up getting it cheaper because we did tax back. But at the same time, like I also bought a designer bag, way cheaper to buy those things overseas. But the amount of money we spent, like there was. Times where we would spend, like, I think I think there was one dinner and Josh was like, oh, it's on me because we just both looked at it and we were like, this is insane. It was 60 euro per person. You can. Yeah, I would like much. to put out there, though, that you can do these countries cheap. You just have to suffer a little bit. And that's okay, a choice that that's a thing. choice that you make. Like, you either go that's expecting to spend, like, a shit ton of money <clears throat> and doing everything and anything and eating at the nicest restaurants, or you go and you suffer. There's like no in between. There's no middle. No, but this is what (laughs) I want to say. I'm a mid traveler. So I'm not the most, I do not spend money on the most expensive shit, but I also don't want to stay in a backpackers hostel. I want to stay somewhere, which is nice where, you know, there is no, there's no mid, there's no mid. There's like either really expensive. I know. And it's very frustrating. And I'm not going to go on a backpackers tour because I've done that in my twenties. I'm going there to be comfortable and to have a good time and for people to do shit for me. And the one thing that we said next time that we would do is organize a driver in every single city because I'm sick of fucking schlepping suitcases around. (laughs) I'm on fucking holidays. I'm not dragging another suitcase in my lifetime. You're definitely not in the mid-range of high. That is a high-class yeah. statement. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I can't afford it. But Josh and I were like, "That's it. we're saving enough money next time to be able to afford that one thing. I could stay in a shithole, but I would prefer to have a driver. Stay in a backpackers, but someone drops your suitcase to the door. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I do have news. Go on. I got my first Ooh. tattoo in Florence. No. Oh, did, yeah. you? did you get the, did. the love from A to Z? What is it? A to Z. I just got A to uh, Z. But I'm getting more added to it. I've decided I'm going to get like, I found this line, I found this like line tattoo guy and it's like a palm tree that goes into a wave into a palm tree that'll just go around it. Very cute. Oh, yeah. nice. And then that'll be my only tattoo. I, I did Bini get a got tattoo, a tattoo yesterday. yesterday. Oh, what is it? It's a tomato plant because of my favorite poem is called tomatoes but it's like it's a significant poem it's it's significantly bigger than yours in that like ours (laughs) is like uh like the size of like a a finger yeah ours (laughs) is like like half of a pinky (laughs) yeah and mine takes up my entire forearm like back of my forearm but yeah yeah my okay so josh got a tattoo done the day before and i was watching him suffering where did he get it and i was like fuck i can't do this we got them done in florence and i was like body you think this 
Oh, on his body. I thought you mm. meant where is in like where did we go? Oh, where is um, he got it on his same spot, oh, like yeah. on his rib mm. kind of thing. Um, and it's like a bigger Aboriginal turtle, mm. like Aboriginal mm. design turtle. And he was really su- like he was sweating and he was dying. And I know that mine's tiny, but the guy started doing it and I was really expecting pain. And I was like, I've had periods worse than this. It's because like, men, men are bad at tattoos. <laughs> if you ask any tattoo artist, they will say every single time that women sit for tattoos better. And it's, I've heard that as well. But it's because women do not want to put out. They're so polite that they will sit through pain and suffer to not make the experience inconvenient for the tattoo artist. It honestly just felt like he was tickling me, but then I thought, you know what? Maybe I should get the second one while I'm still really fat because I think it just didn't hit my bone. (laughs) Do you think it's that? I mean, I think about all the times that, like, you've been in pain and, like, nobody else around you has known. Like, you've just sat there, like, smiling. You've been doing things and you've been in, like, excruciating Excruciating. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, sometimes we'll be – like, there are a couple of times I remember when we've been coming back from Bateman's Bay and I openly – because it was just us in the car, I'm like, I think I'm dying. Like, the pain is so bad. And he's like, what from? And I'm like, what do you – like, I'm crap. My whole body – it's like, I'm uncomfortable. I've been sitting for two hours by this point. I've got a shit period. And I'm like, nah, this, I just like openly saying it. And he was like shocked by it. Yeah. And that's why women sit <laughs> yeah, for tattoos weird. better because they're polite with their pain. And they're just used to like dealing to staying still and like, and like that manual, that working, manual breathing. Things. Like I was talking to George this morning, like my sternum hurts because when you get a tattoo, you got to go into manual breathing mode because you forget how to breathe. Um, but that manual breathing reminds me of having cramps and forcing yourself to go like, <sighs> like, cause you can't really? move. Mm. I don't know. Mine is the size of like a bee stick. So like, really it took him five seconds to do my tattoo. It was a joke. It's when you get into And I was like, like Josh, you got to hold my hand. And then he started doing it. I'm like, let go of me psycho. I'm fine. Like I was literally like, this is so stupid. But wait, you're like, um, <coughs> I don't know. I got, I don't know about you, but I got my IUD without pain. I can't talk about that. So that genuinely, I made Josh go with me <laughs> to get it done because I was like, if I have to go through the pain, you have to listen to me go through so the pain. I, I went yeah, with so there we go. We can get tattoos. Yeah. You can get IUD without painkillers or like sedatives, and you can get a tattoo. That's my exactly. conclusion. Yeah, you said that the IUD hurt worse than any tattoo. The IUD hurts thing, worse than anything I've like ever gone through. Yeah. It's worse than any pain. Any worse any body modification, any anything of IUD. I would rather be tattooed for twenty four hours straight than ever I'd get. I'd rather an be IUD punched in the face six hundred times. Yeah, for that five <laughs> seconds, I was yeah. in pain for two weeks after I got the IUD put in. Just genuine. That's the other thing. Pain. That's my like they'll they'll be like, oh, the next day you might feel a little bit of cramping, just like a period, and then everybody that I've spoken to has just been like knocked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, like it. I couldn't work for two weeks because I was in so much. I couldn't yeah. just and just unmanageable to to by toilet. like over the counter. Like the boys that I was living with at the time had to help me get up, put me on the toilet, come back, pick me up. That's what me I mean. Because I couldn't use my stomach muscles at all. I was in so much pain, and I think about it, how it's even an option that it isn't covered to go under for an IED. It's a fucking it's travesty. A, it's fucking disgusting. Women's health, it's fucking in, medicine, disgusting. Women's health in, in medicine is 
terrible and it's always been terrible it's, disgusting. it's never gotten better i it's gonna take a lot of work to get it back to like like what i think the be. and when i finally went to the doctor and she was like feeling my stomach she's like you're genuinely having contractions like you're giving birth so yeah, i because they're trying to push it out yeah contractions because it's trying yeah. to get it I've out had actual contractions for two weeks straight i was in labor for two weeks the pain i can't yeah. even if I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. And then I went to – remember how I was really sick earlier this year? I had to have the surgery. Um, mm-hmm. I was, like, projectile vomiting and passing out, and they sent me home. Yeah, because they'll be like, oh, no, you're just a woman. It's probably just anxiety. Women have a lower pain tolerance. She's actually not that sick. She's My like, bladder oh, almost exploded. It's like, it's My like, it's bladder like, almost it's exploded. Like, it's – it's inbuilt bias. It's inbuilt bias. It's like these people, like doctors, are they aren't even consciously making this decision. They're just basing it on what they've learned from everybody else before them. So, like, even just people's, like, body language towards women, if you're, like, a, you know, like a medical student and you're with a doctor who's giving you even, like, negative body language or is just dismissing people, then you learn. The same thing that. happened to me. I got a, um, I have problems in my eyes and I had eye pain so bad that I lost my vision. And I went to I, I went to the doctor, and yeah. as they rolled me in, like they just took I waited like two hours. As they took me in, the woman went, "Oh, it's just a migraine." And I went, "No, no, 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 <laughs> this is not a migraine. I know what a migraine feels like. I think my eyes are gonna pop out of my head." And there was there was so much pressure yeah. within my eye walls. They had to like, like I don't know, do something to them. But I sat there for three hours because they were like, "It's just she's just a migraine. She's just a medic." Uh, but, but since when is a migraine dramatic? Exactly. It could That's be anything. That's the thing that blows my mind. But a migraine isn't dramatic. A migraine can literally knock somebody out. The pain is so bad. Yeah, it's debilitating. It's literally like I've had my, I've maybe had like six migraines in my life. And I know when they're coming on because behind my left eye, I can feel it start starting. So I'm very lucky. I just take the medication. It goes away. And, but I've gone through it six times in my life. I honestly, I honest to God have considered killing myself during that time. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> during a migraine. Yeah. Just to end it. Just fuck to make now, it end. Man. Because it feels like it's never yeah. going to end and you're never going to be okay again. Because mine are in my eyes. So maybe that's why they thought it was a migraine for you. But it's not just a migraine. I get cluster headaches because it's behind my eyes. So that's what a cluster yeah. headache is. And that's literally it's, it's just like, getting... Yeah punched in your eyes over and over and over and over again it's also it's also just like if somebody presents with like one symptom that might inform one diagnosis you have a responsibility to check all avenues because if you get it wrong then things can go really really badly for that person that's what happened with me with my like i was literally messaging you can't you you can't just make an assumption you can't just make an assumption based on one symptom without any so you need like subjective data like like objective data like you need test done you need to see they didn't, do you know yeah. what their test for me was the first time i went in they touched my pregnancy. stomach uh, yeah, pregnancy <laughs> they also counts pushed on my stomach they were like you're fine and i was and Same then they thing. worked out that the pain would only happen when i was digesting food and that my gallbladder was about to explode every single time i ate yeah and that is why women can through tattoos better yeah, sorry about that, but yeah. seriously, <laughs> True. when I was watching Josh, I'm like, you're such a little bitch. I do not go like, with men to there's tattoos. There's also, um, there seems to be, I, I was actually reading, like, one of those, I think it was, like, it was on, like, Instagram or something, but it was one of those, like, tell me, like, your medical horror story things, and it was mainly women commenting, Oh, obviously, right? like, and it's nearly always endometriosis, women. right? Like, how... 
Well, they, yeah, it's a lot to do with like PCOS, yeah. endometriosis. Um, and a lot of the like responses that women were getting from doctors were also blaming their weight. Always. So, like, they'd That's this, what I got. Yeah. So, but these women and I wasn't, weren't even that. Big. I wasn't able to lose weight for two years and I couldn't work out why. And you guys know I walk almost every day. Like, I'm always out exercising. And I've also, like, I don't eat badly. I don't. I didn't drink for a whole year. Like, why could I I lose a single kilo? And the minute I got my gallbladder out, I started dropping weight the next day. Yeah. It took my mum seven years to be diagnosed with a thyroid problem. It's just so stupid. Yeah, because they look at the symptoms of thyroid, which was like lethargy, fucking gaining weight, or the opposite end, if you've got an overactive, you know, like you feel like a fast heartbeat, faint and dizzy, and they go like, that's emotional. There was a news article out yesterday in Australia of a woman who had to force a surgeon, a female surgeon was the only one who she was able to force, to do um, exploratory surgery on her uterus, and they didn't even need to open anything. She had... um, endometriosis scar tissue all over her bladder all over her organs everywhere yeah and they for five years they ignored her and they were like how are you even standing there are cases of women having like ovarian and uterine cancer and they try to explain their symptoms and the like the the doctors don't investigate until much later so these women have much worse health outcomes it is really really difficult to survive ovarian cancer Unless you are early. Already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you are very early in catching it. And then you have to be insanely aggressive with your treatment. So this person's quality of life is going to be terrible. Do you want to know? Even if they don't even have Wild. that great of a chance. You want to know what's crazy? It's just fucking hard you work. You crazy? The recent uptick in checking for breast cancer probably has only happened because men also have breast tissue. Don't. Yes. <laughs> Don't, Betty. It's best if you don't, because <laughs> I might actually punch the computer. <laughs> anyway, I get so angry about the Viagra don't, situation. Don't, even get, me, don't get me fucking don't even get started. Me started. <laughs> don't get me started on <clears throat> drug testing and efficacy of drugs on men versus women, because women are almost never involved in drug trials or safety. So like, see, all of the drugs that we take are made for and safety. Seatbelts were only ever tested on men. You don't even know if we work. Yeah, car safety. Anyway, we should yeah. talk about something more positive. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we got a review this week. We did. Well, I don't know if that's positive, but we did get our first hate. And I would like... I don't know if it was hate, so but funny. it was just fucking I don't hilarious. think it was hate. I think it was concern. Yeah, it was literally just like concern <laughs> for our future as a podcast. I would like to put out there that one strange suggestion asking one of the three people that do the podcast not to come back. because we all i don't if you guys haven't seen the hate comment i don't have my phone on me um but it was about me basically oh 100 (laughs) percent like what what was it what did it say it was like it was like yeah let me that's all right um okay so the hate comment is I just listened to my first podcast from you and I loved it, except the very negative person. I don't know her name, but my goodness, that person needs therapy. She's full of hate and negativity. Clearly she has issues. Not sure if I can listen to another with her in the mix. I have a few things to say. One, if you're going to go through the effort of listening to the podcast, finding our Instagram and then commenting, 
like just go back to the beginning of the episode and figure out what my name is you know what I mean? like it's a lot of effort <laughs> to be like I don't know her name I actually thought it was me for yesterday when mm. I was walking and listening to episodes because there's one I, whole I was, episode. I asked Biddy who it was. Because there was one whole episode and I think it was the episode about um that stupid fucking Mafia Army stupid fucking book. The Special <laughs> Ops Mafia Army oh, where one. I was just negative the whole way through. Well, I just don't think you ever come across as negative. I don't though. That's the thing. That's what I was thinking like, about. Like it has because, to like, be. It's con- like it has to. Like it's categorically. Like it's just me. Like and I'm just like a fully. Aware. I love that you had to ask, but somebody when you said that to me, I was like 100 percent Betty. Like I didn't even have to say that you wrote. Haha, it's about <laughs> I me. Ask, I was like Betty. I, <laughs> I had to ask too because I was like, I was like, Betty doesn't come across as negative. She just comes across as like ambivalent, yeah. indifferent. Like she just couldn't different. Get... Yeah, 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 indifferent. I think the yeah. problem is. Like, I don't I think, think it's, do you know what negative. I think it is? Because I have actually called her negative on the podcast before. It's her voice. She's just so fucking monotonal <laughs> that nobody actually knows what she's feeling because you guys don't see us. So she's actually smiling right now, but she sounds like she's killing animals. I don't actually <laughs> think I'm that monotonous at all. Um, I definitely think it's like the infliction between like just being British and the rest of the world. Yeah. British people are something else, man. I just And I actually learned a lot about it when I was in Europe this time again because I was paying attention and I'm like, I don't like I don't hate you. You guys are just like so indifferent to everything. But no offense to the Americans out there, there was some where I was like, I might have to kill you. If you come close to me, I might have <laughs> to kill you. Every single one of my report cards I got growing up, I was mentioned as like a bubbly happy child. So I don't believe that. I do like your teacher is either insane or there is absolute like they must have they must use the UK to find liars and fucking terrorists and shit because they can see the most minuscule change of emotion in a person. No, I was a bubbly happy I'm a bubbly happy person. I just have a monotonous voice and that's it. Like I'm not a negative person. Also, the therapy thing harsh they're they're literally and I was listening to that episode yesterday and there was me going you need therapy and who needs the most therapy therapists (laughs) harsh I was like holy shit maybe she listened to that episode I think you probably did but I would like to say one a majority of the things that I say just for clarification are not my true opinions no, you joke. Most of you say what you say it's is sarcastic. But nobody can hear that because they don't know you. I've no. tried to explain this to you several times. You, it does not come across as sarcasm. You genuinely sound like the biggest bitch sometimes. Okay, well, I don't know. Like... Get funnier. That's not my problem. It sounds like... Learn <laughs> <laughs> how to take a joke. See, that's funny because you laughed afterwards. Okay, but like the the point of like having dry humor is you say it and then you move on really quickly and it takes you a yeah, second to get that yeah, it's yeah. funny and that's how like it works. I'm not gonna but laugh. Can I can I tell you something? Americans think that I am very dry. So if I'm dry, can you imagine what they think about you? You're like yeah. big. You're like big. No, no, no. I'm like, like as expressive. an Australian, I'm considered very, very dry. That's mad, mad right? If I'm dry, what does that make me? She's fucking sandpaper, mate. 
There's not even a chance of expressing herself properly to a single person outside of Australia. Well, I would like everybody to know that within my British household, I'm hilarious. So (laughs) (laughs) we had us, our new housemate is Chilean. That just reminded me, our new housemate is Chilean and she's fucking so funny. But the first week she really couldn't speak a word of English. But the only thing that she could say to us was I'm funny in Spanish. And I just (laughs) It's so funny in English. Don't worry about it. That is pretty good. That is so funny. That is. So go to another country and that's the only like language, like sentence you learn yeah. in that language. She's like, I'm funny in I think like, I, I would be worried about that too, eh? Like, I'd be like, I need you to know that. Yeah, like, she wanted us to know that she's got a good personality. Like, she was so adamant yeah. about us knowing. I love her. She's so good. But she's like, so she's almost fluent now living with us for a couple of months she's done amazing that's good anyway what i wanted to end that little Mm -hmm. conversation on is um i would i'm gonna start a petition um to get me kicked off the podcast if it's a unanimous decision because i don't want to be here anyway so if other people can get rid of ready you can't (laughs) say that because we both know that you do i'll sign it can you i'll I'll say that yeah i know i do want to be here but i'm i'm just like it's really, it's funny now. It's funny to play into the fact that it's people hilarious. think I hate being here and I hate everything and I'm, like, so ultimately negative. It's just, like, sometimes you just got to you gotta play your cards in life and this is the cards that have been dealt. <laughs> but yeah. your strength. Your strength is not caring about Well, it. I think it would be weird if I just started coming on and was, like, super enthusiastic every week. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love this book. Rob it would be Clark weird if I came onto the podcast happy. <laughs> I am so happy. I don't think nobody you... can hear it. I feel like a podcast was the worst idea for us. I think we should have done like a YouTube channel because nobody can see your face. You literally just sound like you hate your fucking life every day. I I actually I don't know what to say to that because I had no idea this was a, a common theme until I started this podcast. I don't I don't think that you're like that indifferent. I think you're just subtle with your with your humor. Like you're just subtle with your Yeah, emotions, but like you say it's like fun. But like when you're listening to it, yeah. it's different. Like you kind of do need to like look <laughs> Yeah, at you have to see her face. Like honestly, she's very happy. She's not negative. She's always bloody smiling. She just sounds like she's killing rabbits in her spare time. <laughs> anyway. So to the to the person that's she also doesn't follow us, which annoyed me. I'm like, at least follow us if you're gonna leave a hate comment. But um, anyway, I'm not going anywhere because I've been here from the beginning. Because we don't want you. To. We love you. <laughs> You've been in every single yeah. episode. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What to Actually, say. no, that's not true. She hasn't been in every single episode. I'm the only one who has been in every no. single episode. No, you're the only one that hasn't. No, it's only. You and I I'm the only one both, that's been in every single episode. Oh, you're the only one. Oh, I thought you it was guys. Great. No, I missed that author. You missed, missed the author. You missed an author, and yeah. then George was at a wedding, so she missed one. Mm-hmm. So, okay. in fact, I'm yeah. the most consistent member of this podcast. You <laughs> are, which is actually kind of shocking. <laughs> you're actually the glue. You that are the glue. Well, I was actually thinking. I, actually, I don't know if I would say that. Actually, I would take that back. I feel like I'm the glue. She's, the, say, actually, she's probably got the biggest a, responsibility, but I'm the one who got You're of, an essential, you're an essential cog you. in the yeah. machine. But I was thinking about this. I was we'd like, we'd be fucked without me. I was thinking about this and I was like, 
I'm not fucking learning how to edit shit. Be here to stay. We start a petition to kick this woman off. Instagram. So I was thinking about this, and I was like, all right. Say for example, I listened to this one like person opinion out of like the twenty odd thousand people that have listened to us, right? And I leave the podcast. I was like, it's just not. It's just not gonna work because all is too chatty and George is too quiet. Yeah, <laughs> just be me like going like uh huh. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. Do you remember uh-huh. at the beginning of the ah. podcast how she'd go, hmm, 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 and that would literally just be it. It would just be me talking and her going, hmm. <laughs> you'd like, like sit me down and be like, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop making these sounds. Because <laughs> the whole way through it was just you sounding like we were boring the yeah. shit out of you going, uh-huh. hmm. it's because I'm an, ec- I'm an active listener. That's how I acknowledge that I've heard what you see. <laughs> You just sounded so fucking bored. It's meant to convey, like, it, well, it, it conveyed, like an empathy. It you wasn't sounded working. very condescending. <laughs> I remember when you listened so back good. to it and you were like, uh huh, mm hmm. Yeah. I've I talked to people in hospital like oh, that. Oh, it's so bad. I'm like, like I hear what small child. I she, you're literally, You're literally belittling people by using that voice. <laughs> um. Tell me about what you guys read. Yeah, what did we read? A lot of Germany. I read so much Omegaverse, but purely because it has like no storyline and I could drop it and then pick it up three days later when I was in a different city. Yeah. I I started reading. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I read read the entirety of the Southern Vampire Mysteries, which is the book series that True Blood is based on. It was so good. It was so it was so camp. It's is like it vampires smart? set in set in Louisiana. It's like got smut in it, but it's not smart. Okay, so is it like Fate to Black? No, like there is sex scenes in it, but it's not like a main focal point Fair of the fair. story. There's thirteen you books. Through them as you read well. the whole thing. Yeah, she fucking flew through. Read the books. whole thing. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, they're not super long. They're I like actually there was pages. one book that I read that I wanted to bring up. I said that I read the second part of Pucking Around. No, no, no. Um, of um, yeah, parking around the Emily Rath book. Yeah, I read. Part oh, was two. that the one with the best friend? Um, the second part was um, the second book was about yeah, the best friend and a younger player. Was it good? So it was yeah. reverse age gap. Was it good? Yeah. Yeah, like she pegged him. Oh, nice. yeah, nice. Was it, did it, did it stand up to plucking around no. in your opinion? No. No. I think if you're a reverse, ha- I, f- I think this is a really stupid thing to say, but I feel quite strongly about it. If you're a reverse harem author and you start a series reverse harem, you can't go back to. I kind of, I, I kind that. of understand yeah. that, eh? Because it's like, that's, that's a big draw for a lot of people is reverse, like people often exclusively read reverse harem. So it's I mostly of, read reverse harem. Yeah. It's my favorite. I guess it is kind of confusing to start with reverse harem and then go back as opposed to building up to reverse harem. Yeah, like swapping it out. And I don't think I've ever read a series that has gone from reverse harem to two people. Yeah, like, you know, some of them will do like maybe like you do like reverse harem and then maybe like polyamory. Yeah. You know, different combinations. It seemed a bit. Groups, yeah. Yeah, it seemed a bit how you're going. I read Gemma Weir's new book. The other day and I messaged her and I'm like you actually probably need therapy this was this was a lot and she was like oh I thought it wasn't that bad and I'm like are you okay 
Like, what is wrong? You're, you're as bad as that lady on Instagram. No, but I messaged her and I was like, as your best friend. And she just started laughing. <laughs> no, she loves me. We talk about it all the time. I'm like, you're insane. Like, this is insane. I love her. No, but I loved her. Yeah. But it was just crazy. Yeah. Like, you thought that her previous people were possessive. This was on another level. <laughs> but do you know what she did? She did try and fuck around with the birth control in this one. And I know that we've spoken about it before and I'm not a huge fan. But then he owned up to it very quickly and, like, it was a resolution. That's it just wasn't like that not... he actually. Yeah. It's, like, kind of worse. No, no, no. But she didn't fall pregnant. No, no, she didn't fall pregnant. He, like, tried to. I hit it. No, he hit it for, like, two days and then he gave it back kind of thing. That's just pathetic. It's worse. Like, you even follow that. through with it. Are you, like, don't do it at all? Yeah, there is literally nothing that could make you too happy. No. 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 Oh, I figured out my favorite book category, oh. which is gothic. We well, surprised. Which I'd always no, I always knew that I really liked gothic books, but I was like, then I read a few that weren't smart, and I was like, oh, this is just okay. my favorite title. So, did stuff. you read that other book that wasn't Gothicana, the one that was based on Gothicana? Yeah, I did. Not Decadia. Yeah, is it good? Um, it, it was good. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if it was as good Gothicana. as I actually Gothicana. really want to read it, it because yeah. I did not think that yeah. I would like gothic the novels, author, and I really liked gothic. I've read a few of I, the Kerry Lake who wrote it. I've read quite a few of her books. Mm. Like I think I've read almost all of them as well, just because I've been reading heaps of gothic fiction. And she's a great writer, but it's quite hard to follow her storyline sometimes. Like it's just kind of hard to like hold it all in your head. It's not. It's like things that can get like a little bit topsy-turvy but then she also writes like unreliable narrators and like paranormal so there's like magic what's an unreliable narrator yeah just like the person whose like point of view it is is unreliable so like what their version of reality is different from what is actually happening kind of like when we read pen pal yeah unreliable narrator yeah exactly yeah it's an unreliable didn't know that's what it was called i think then in that if we're talking about favorite books because i started reading the magnolia park series it's fucking amazing, by the way. Um, what is it about? It's a London... It's like Gossip Girl. It's like London socialites. Except from there's like two main characters. And they're in like an on-again, off-again relationship. Oh my god, kill me. It's really good. I really like it. But so, yeah. I think I've discovered then that my favourite type of books are probably just like on again off again like toxic fucking shitty relationships. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. We could have told <laughs> yeah. you that a year ago. Yeah, but I always thought I was more like dark romance. That's true, actually, because you, because you, because you, because you, yeah. I think a part of that, I think a part of that is like the insta love thing. Like you want them to like break up and like get back. I don't like like, insta. You know, like you don't want like happy sunshine. I want them to suffer to get to their sweet spot. They're happy ever after. That's why I love Dramani fan fiction, which I've been obsessively reading. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite is. I think my favorite is because I'm such a mood reader, and I learned that when I was going through shit before I went to Europe that it changes for me all the time. I don't have one thing that I'm addicted to. Like there's not one thing that I need. Like sometimes you guys bring up a book and I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate it, but I'm in love with it. It's not necessarily Because that's what I need at that moment. It's not necessarily like I'd only read those categories. It's just like if I'm ever Mm. stuck to read, I know that I could pick up a book with this kind of premise and know that I'll like it and it'll get me back into reading kind of thing. Like it it doesn't even have to be smutty. Like Sally Rooney's books follow that premise of just like, a tumultuous relationship that like normal people normal people conversations with yeah, friends yeah. beautiful world like they all follow just like the tumultuous like aspect of a relationship and 
like the kind of ambiguous happy ending Mm-hmm. like and that's i'll just always love those kind of books or unrequited yeah. love love unrequited love love unrequited love dude I actually i figured out so the reason why I like stefan a kent's book so much is because her books are kind of written in like a gothic style like everything's yeah. kind of creepy like she writes things kind of creepy there's a lot of and like just really like weird feelings like these girls that are just like insane like it just feels kind of gothic somehow to like just be Agreed. crazy I, I, I just it. know what yeah. I really don't it's... like, and that's angst. But angst yeah. is different. Angst for me, the word angst only fits within like the the young teen to like early twenties category of books. I don't know. I right. think when you get above twenty five, it's no longer angst in my head. <laughs> is it? What is it? Just no, angst? I don't know. I feel like it's different. Like angst feels different to like to a rocky relationship. Like they feel like two very different things. Yeah, yeah, I can, can see, see what that. you're saying. So I don't like either, Fair to enough. be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, I just like, like yeah. angst and all related Maybe I'm categories. really shallow or stupid. I don't know. But I do need things to be a little bit chill because I have shit going on in my life all the time and I don't need to add to it. I think it's fine to That's, like. Yeah. I think it's That's fine a good point. to like insta love or like happy ever afters. I don't Yeah. I think it's like when you read, yeah. you read for a you can see, like, I understand. You read like, for, like, yeah. escapism, right? Like, you read to get away from Pretty much. the world. And it just so happens that when I want to get away from my world, I want to watch other people suffer outside of myself. I can <laughs> see that. Yeah. And this is why we got that I... review. <laughs> I, was, I was told... I was told by my therapist that I use reading as a form of dissociation. Oh, fuck off. Of course we do. And I was obviously. like, but it's a like good yeah. habit. But I'm better <laughs> than you because Dude, I read. They tell you to read so that you don't get dem- don't yeah. have dementia or Alzheimer's. Tell- like, fuck off. But I was like, I was like, but like, how, how do I know what's a healthy amount of reading? It's my like, form of dissociation like is better than yours. So, like, I'm a reader. Yeah. I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking pot, and I'm not smashing hard drugs, so lick my asshole and go tell somebody who cares, Sally. Biddy and I, Biddy and I went to a book sale and we spent heaps of money. We got heaps of bags of books, right? It was like a secondhand book sale. My favorite book sale of the year go every year. And then I was talking to my nana and and she was like, she was like, how much, how much like money are you gonna spend on books? And I was like, well, I put aside fifty dollars. And she was like, oh, Georgia, for God's sake, or something. And then Biddy was like, well, at least it's not drugs. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's so much better to spend fifty dollars on books. And you bought like eighty fifty dollars on book two book. You can buy two books on Amazon for fifty dollars. I don't understand why fifty dollars on eighty books is George, a big deal. Yeah, George bought like eighty books, and I bought like sixty or something. I ended up spending eighty dollars. Yeah, That's 80 not books, bad. And I bought about for sixty books. books. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we ended up having to get a new bookcase. And we need another one already. So we're up <laughs> to five bookcases in this house. Dude. That just gives me Biddy fucking reflux. The fact that you guys Biddy, have to dust none of them that match. shit. None of them match either. None of the bookcases match. They're all like different colors yeah. and different finishes. You guys are unwell. Um, Biddy discovered Dramani fan fiction because I've been like, yeah, but she discovered it last year. Like didn't she? I remember when she discovered it. I know, but then, but then she read Medical. It's a really famous one. She read Medical. The one. It's like the most Isn't famous that the Dramani one that fan Honey fiction. Andrews was talking to us yes. about. Yes. The one with like, yeah. No, yeah, she was talking about but The one with four million well. reads. Like, everybody's talking about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people who have never read fan fiction. People before. like bind, bind it so they have the like book. Um, And then I was like, 
well, you know, actually, what were you, we were just talking, it was just after you read Manicold, and you're like, I have no idea what to read now. Like, what's another good Germany fan fiction? And so I compiled a folder <laughs> and airdropped it to her that contained 46 fan fictions. All Germany. And I went through and I was like, they were only yeah. the good ones. Like, I had, like, hundreds downloaded on my phone. I didn't realise how bad it was. Um, did you know that Tom Felton and um, Emma Watson actually were really into each other and they didn't know and then it was, like, kind of too late for them? We we, we also... Yeah, they talked about George it. also talked about this. The actors are completely removed from the fan fiction. I do not... Like, Tom Felton is not what, like, Draco Malfoy in fan fiction looks like in my head. Same yeah. with Emma Watson and Hermione. They're two completely different things. I have an entirely different yeah. mind outside of the actors. Like the movie, like even like the Harry Potter movies and the Harry Potter books do not, are not the same thing in my head. They're like two different things. Yeah. And fan fiction mm-hmm. comes from the books, not the movies in my head. Fan fiction's like a whole different thing because half the time, like all you've got is just like the characters, but like there's so many just like commonly accepted like things that don't exist in the books that all fan fiction but i just yeah to. i do want to like, specify that characters though. that are we're like not sexualizing and, yeah. these two actors that were once that we watched no <laughs> i'm just saying like that's something that happened when they were on the films like they had a crush on each other yeah, yeah they wrote it they they talked about it and then um she wrote about it in his fucking book. yeah, yeah she gets the forward in his yeah yeah he wrote an autobiography about growing up on the Harry Potter set and then they told Betty and she was like, did you know he only had 30 minutes of screen time over the whole, like, eight movies? Yeah. 30 minutes. No. He's one of the lowest yeah. screen time. Yeah, he's he's only in, like, one or two 30 minutes for the movie. all uh, seven movies. You only see him for 30 minutes. That makes sense, but, like, when you think about it, he's so heavily... I know, <laughs> but he's barely in it. Wild. Wild. All right, we should probably wrap this up. We just like actually just rambled. No, we're talking about books, you <laughs> moron. This is what we're here yeah, for. Yeah, but we've hit forty-five minutes. Normally, we hit about an hour. Yeah, but like, I think we're like, oh, okay, we can keep going. No, I'm good. I'm done. But I'm just saying, like, we're not rambling. Then why yeah. did they keep a deal out of it? I just don't think it's rambling. Like we're genuinely <laughs> like, talking about books. Like, we can end it, but I'm not. Okay, rambling. well, at some point within this podcast, we did ramble, so. Okay, we did. Happy? That medical Stoked. care and it's hooks. Like, historic failure of women. Historic failure of women. I don't know if that's rambling or just dropping facts because we're angry about it. Just dropping fucking facts. Just being like, you know what? We're pissed <laughs> off about this shit. Somebody listen. I hope, like, a, a doctor listens to this. Me and George sit on the couch daily and yeah. have two, three-hour conversations about, like, the injustices of women. <laughs> I can actually imagine that though. Like we I'd lose... probably get over it after the first two times. Oh, we though. lose track of time. Like, okay, at this point, you gotta like get over yeah. it. Because when I still just like see something, and I'd be like, I'd be like, I saw this on like Instagram, and then it would be like, and then it's like ah! two hours later, we've gone through like the it. entire like we've picked apart this like injustice, like we've got it down to its roots. We know where it comes from, and like how to how to get rid of yeah. it, and why we can't get rid yeah. of it. Like, and that's the institution. Yeah, it's, wild. it's the yeah. system. It's wild. Yeah. All right. We, Lucy Scott, we're right. doing Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. I'm excited. We are. Yes. Me too. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. All right. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team. Thank you.